Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Today's message is called Deep Listening, and our text is from the Gospel of Luke, the 8th chapter, 22nd to 25th verses. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and they set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came up. The boat was being swamped, and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke Jesus, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. But he got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided, and all was calm. Where is your faith? he asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. The Sea of Galilee, which is actually a lake, is subject to many storms. Surrounded by mountains, it's situated just 700 feet above sea level, so the cold air from the higher elevation easily swoops down and can quickly kick up powerful squalls. This one in the text was filling the boat with water, and the disciples were rightfully alarmed because it could have gotten really bad. But there was one thing that they forgot Jesus was in the boat. Jesus gets up and rebukes the wind and the raging waters. This is one of the most beloved stories in the Bible, the calming of the sea. Peace, be still. We always look at this verse from the perspective of faith. Jesus can calm us during the storms of our lives, and that's true. But there's something even more powerful in this message. It's the reaction of the water to Jesus. Did you ever think about it? The storm subsided. The sea subsided. All was calm. We all love the stories of how Jesus performed miracles and healed people, but the notion that he calmed the sea takes his authority to another level entirely. That's a miracle of nature. That's Jesus as God, who alone as creator of nature controls it. In fear and amazement, the disciples asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. The Greek word used here is hupakau, which not only means to obey, it means to listen attentively. God rules nature, commands nature, and nature listens, which is synonymous with acting in obedience. Hupakau. Hearing is involuntary, and listening is a choice. You have to learn to listen to God, not only with your ears, but with your eyes, your heart, your mind, your entire being. Today, I'm suggesting that learning deep listening is the same as learning to obey. Deep listening, that's the listening of the winds and the waves. That's obedience to God. In your day-to-day living, in your day-to-day dealing with circumstances and people, Your actions and reactions will be an involuntary, positive response to God and God's Word. That's like nature. That's why we call it second nature. Jesus speaks, and like the waters, you react. That's why discipline is a part of our faith journey. 
There's learning, work, the forming of godly habits. You're not buying salvation, but you are a disciple of Christ, so you're learning how to be more effective in your spiritual walk. This all starts in the Spirit-fed Word of God, which is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The Word of God is not simply a collection of symbols that have some kind of earthly meaning. God's Word is how God created us and saves us. It is living, life-changing, dynamic as it works through us, in us. God's Word reveals who we are and whose we are. It penetrates to the core of our spiritual and moral life. It discerns what is in us, both good and evil. Hopefully any good book you read resonates with you. But the Word of God demands decisions, you see. We must not only listen to the Word, we must let it shape our lives through our conscience, and that is deep listening. Paul wrote, I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. Conscience is that ability within me that attaches itself to the highest standard I know and then continually reminds me of what that standard demands that I do. Of course, if your highest standard is a horoscope or Dr. Phil, that's one thing. If your highest standard is God, that's another. If your conscience is focused on God's standards, that's the best guide on how to live your day-to-day life. The question is whether you're willing to obey. God can instruct you down to the last detail. In the Bible, Jesus constantly taught by referring to nature. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Their function is to obey the instincts that God places within them, and God watches over them. Their trust of God is instinctive. We have to learn to trust God until it becomes instinctive for us. Look at Abraham. Hebrews 11.8, he went out not knowing where he was going. Every day we are called in small ways or big ways to go out for God, to trust God, to make a decision for God, to speak for God, to take a stand for God. We may not know what we're going to do, but we can be certain that God knows what God is doing. We need to continually examine our attitude toward God to see if we're willing to go out in every area of our life. This has been one of my biggest tests as a preacher in the world late in life. It's trusting that God speaks through me. You know, I have always been a public speaker, but my thing was always prepare. And sometimes I have to leave room for God to speak through me. I have to trust in God more and more. How do we learn this? Well, Exodus 16, 4 to 5, God told Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for the day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. God promised to meet the Hebrews' needs for food, but he decided to test their obedience to see if they were willing to follow his very detailed instructions. We can learn to trust God as our Lord only by this kind of a following. We can learn by taking small steps of obedience. Sometimes just a small step in the right direction can make all the difference. The Bible says if you draw near to God, 
God will draw near to you. Sometimes God puts us through an experience and, and discipline of darkness to teach us obedience. Matthew ten twenty seven. whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. It's been said that songbirds are taught to sing in the dark. And God may put us in the dark, according to Isaiah, until we learn to hear from him. If you're going through a particularly rough time right now, be attentive. Pay attention to your struggles. There may be an area in your life where you need to be more obedient to God. Certainly, if you stay there, it could be problematic. But in the normal course of life, if we aren't in the dark sometimes, we won't appreciate the light. If you're going through darkness now, just keep going. Just keep going and listen. Jesus took on the Pharisees for focusing so much on the details of the law, but having hard hearts. We can still get caught up in the details of the law, but still be disobedient in our general behavior. We can tithe faithfully, but refuse to give one minute of our time in helping somebody else. Tithing is very important, but it does not exempt us from obeying God in other ways. Conversely, giving time is important, but you need to tithe as well. You see, all of this is important in giving to God. And the more you do it, the better you will be. It is a practice, a discipline. We must learn to seek God's counsel on everything. What we usually do is make our own decisions, take our own action, and then ask God, would you bless what I've already done? But that's backwards. Ask first and ask for peace on the action, then move on. John fourteen twenty three. Anyone who loves me will obey my commands. We can say generosity is formed from what comes from the heart, but what we also need to remember is it has to be practiced in order to make it real. It's like reading. The more you read, the more proficient you become at reading. The more you practice generosity in tithing, in giving your time, in giving your talents, in, in helping your neighbor, in helping that stranger, the more generous you become. Obeying God is rising above the world, rising above those who would lie or cheat or try to hurt each other. We need to rise above those who would wreak havoc on each other. We are not living our lives like the world. We have to remain in it, but we are never to be of it. In our church, Roxbury Presbyterian, there are some people in the neighborhood who we have to rise above all the time, and I am sure that that must be challenging for members sometimes because they always are constantly bombarded with these people from the neighborhood, whether they're doing bad or selling something illegally or whatever. But God wants us to rise above it. God says, don't fight evil with evil. Don't fight insult with insult, but repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayers. Be active in listening to God. God's message hasn't changed. The more we listen to it, the more we obey it, the more it becomes second nature. But while his message never changes, sometimes the messengers do. We want to develop the same kind of instincts that the animals develop. Only they're natural and we want to be led by the Spirit. We will be judged by our heart and by our productivity. God calls us to be active in obedience 
as well as deep listening. Deep listening is how we can obey God. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you let me.